This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter. This is Tiny at Obsessive Tiny on Twitter. And this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. And welcome to a special episode, another special episode of the Obsessive Viewer Podcast presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. If this is your first time listening, ordinarily our podcast is a movie and TV-centric podcast that covers a specific topic, whether it's a certain genre, trope, movie, or show title, every episode. So we basically talk about a specific topic or do a review uh, for about an hour, and then we do a special potpourri section where we talk about whatever we want uh, this movie or TV related to wind down the episode. Uh, you can find more of our work at obsessiveviewer.com slash podcasts. That's where you can find all of our podcasts. Uh, you can also find um, us on Facebook at facebook.com slash theobsessiveviewer. And then also, if you want to follow the Shocktober in Irvington event that we host every year, go to shocktoberinirvington.com. Shocktober in Irvington is the episode that you're listening to right now, so <laughs> it's probably pointless to actually go into detail about what it is, but basically I'll do that anyway. Shocktober in Irvington is a one-night event screening of short horror films from local filmmakers here in Indianapolis. We screen the films, we interview the filmmakers, and we raffle off prizes, all for the benefit of the Irvington Historical Society. And this was our fifth year doing it, and let's just go right into it, Tiny. Welcome to the show. <laughs> I like to think they're all special episodes, Matthew. I edit all of the episodes, and I can tell you that they're not all special. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, no, the, no, I, they are all special. Like, they're special to me, damn it. Yes, they're special to me, too. These podcast episodes are like are like my babies. I, yes. I have 255 little babies. Jeez. Um, yeah, very fertile. Um, so... <laughs> That was dumb. Uh, Jesus. Uh, so yeah, so this is our fifth annual Shocktober in Irvington episode, and Tiny, yeah, this was your first year back. Yeah, it is my th- fourth Shocktober, even though we've had five. Right, exactly. Yes. Um, it so a, it was a faithful Friday evening in 2017. Yes. That I missed. Right, right. It's fine. It's fine. I'm over it. I'm over it. The wind was howling. The Um, rain was pelting. I don't know. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, so I don't really have any notes for this kind of frame recording we're doing. What we're doing this episode is we are releasing the audio of Shocktober and Irvington. So basically what you're going to be hearing in this episode is our live event that we did on October 12th at the Playground Production Studios in Irvington, uh, where we showcased uh, the work of five filmmakers, and we raffled off prizes and did Q&As with each filmmaker. Um, but before we get to the actual recording and everything, I do want to just kind of do like a casual little conversation about it. Okay, sure. Uh, yeah, so, um, man, this year was fun. It was. Uh, one of the, this is our fifth year doing it. And honestly, I feel like this is the smoothest it's ever ran. It was. Yes. And like, I still had my anxiety. I still, mm-hmm. I still was nervous about it and everything. Like, I 
feel like I got the promotion started way too late. <laughs> and I was like thinking like, oh, like the whole, the whole lead up the week about a, uh, the last two weeks leading up to this year, Shocktober, I was sitting there thinking like, like every year we've grown. Like first mm-hmm. year we had like 25 people show up. Then the second year we had like 40 and then it has just grown each year since then. And so like I was sitting there legitimately thinking like, okay, this is going to be the year that that trend stops. Like yeah. we're not going to have a good turnout. It's just going to be kind of a cat. Like it's not going to be bad, but it's, it's, I'm not expecting it to be kind of going like gangbusters just because I'm insecure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but tiny. Yeah. It went really well. It went really well. Yeah. Uh, for the first time in our history with Shocktober and Irvington, we sold out at like within about 10 minutes of the doors opening. Yeah. Um, and it's actually awesome because a uh, longtime listener of the podcast, Andy, uh, was the one that bought the final ticket. At the yeah, day. that was cool. Yeah, that was very cool. Yeah. Uh, very good to see him. Yep. Um, and I'm so glad that we didn't have to turn him away. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, he's supported us for so long. Yeah, <laughs> me too. But yeah, so it's just, it's just, it's mind blowing to me that we, like for context, we do the ticket sales online and then at the door the night of, and I went through the stats from the previous years, like last year, a little peek behind the curtain, our total number of, well, uh, no, let's not get into that. Okay. Uh, but anyway, we sold out soon after opening the door. So, so I'm, I've been rambling tiny. This was your first year back after taking a hiatus last year. You were sorely missed last year, but you had other obligations. Yes. Uh, more important obligations, obviously. Yeah. Um, and so this year you were back. What did you think of the new venue and how did you feel about the night overall? Uh, I really love the new venue. Mm-hmm. I think part, part of what I love about it is the fact that it's, smaller which is Mm -hmm. weird because typically it's like oh i want to go bigger right but like the i don't remember who said it it may have been chad i don't remember who but someone mentioned that it 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 would take us decades to ever have our show large enough to where we would fill the irving theater that's true because that can hold like 400 people or something i mean yeah it can hold a lot of people Mm -hmm. and uh, and like and i feel like I wouldn't say decades though, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it would take us a long time to fill it would, that, it right? Would. And so I feel like the first three years that I was there, and then I, I missed the fourth, but the three mm-hmm. years I was there at the Irving, I feel like I could feel that sort of. Yeah. Not that it's a bad thing, but it almost makes it feel like not enough people are there. Yeah. It or something of, like that. I hesitate to say this because it's nothing against the Irving or anything. No. It feels like. Slightly less of an accomplishment, yeah, in, in a way, because it kind of feels like the 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 space is like it, it, the Irving is a beautiful space, right? And like the ambiance of it is 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 perfect for what we do, mm-hmm. but it's also this kind of emptiness that I kind of feel like we kind of grew out of that space, right? Um, and and holy crap, like. The luck, the the fortune that we stepped into, uh, moving over to the playground. Like mm-hmm. for context, like the whole uh, switching of venues. Like we were in panic mode. I took a day off of work, specifically with with a list of venues last year. 
potential venues. I took the day off work and I went to Irvington with the express intention of going to each one of these places, figuring out how much money it would cost and figuring out, figuring out if we could lock down the date and everything. And like, I, like, I'm not bullshitting. I had a list of probably a dozen places in the, in the vicinity, uh, that we could go to because we, we couldn't go to the Irving. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chad was with me and, uh, actually, I don't remember if this was, I don't, I, I memories, memories hazy there, but the most important thing is that the first one on that list, that list that I stayed up many hours, like compiling. Mm-hmm. The first one was the playground, and the second that we walked in and we we met Adam, and we started talking to him, it was like, "Yep, we found our new home. Nice, <laughs> it's right here. This is perfect." Right, and yeah, it's not. It's not like the again, like we said, not not like the Irving is a bad venue. Right, it's a great venue. Mm. It's just I feel like our event fits playground production studio is better it's it's it makes it so much more intimate much more intimate space yeah and and i love it for that because that intimacy like i feel like that has a dual effect like it makes the films pop a lot more Mm -hmm. like it makes it makes the immersion into the film like a lot easier for the audience Mm -hmm. um also the sound system is incredible sound is very good yeah um and also, uh, the other part of it is that the Q and A's with the filmmakers, that intimacy translates well with that. Like it's, it's more, you know, about them, which is what the whole thing is about. Yes. <laughs> we started it for two reasons. <laughs> we, we, we do Sharktober and Irvington to do two things. We do it to donate to the Irvington Historical Society and interview filmmakers. <laughs> we don't see any filmmakers here anymore. <laughs> God um, damn it. Nice stupid. try. Nice try. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I like everything about the new venue. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like that it's, um, like you said, it's intimate. It's, um, it's a very independent thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to, I mean, I, the Irving was like this too, but you know, we are on a first name basis with the owner. Right. We hang out with them and like for, we were there, our event ended right around, like a little after 11 and we were yeah. there till after midnight. Oh yeah. Just talking to him mm-hmm. cause he's such a cool guy. Oh, um, yeah. he, he runs, uh, he ran, he helped run the event very well. Oh yeah. Um, and of course Chad killed it. Chad. Oh yeah. I'm amazed by I, how, <laughs> what Chad does every year with that. Honestly, I don't know what we would do without him. Yeah. <laughs> like, we'd be so like, screwed. We'd be so screwed. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, yeah, this year, so like to, 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 compile my things into one my thoughts into one thought mm. um i'm i'm the same way i get a ton of anxiety about this yeah like kind of a peek behind the curtain here but it like it makes me super nervous mm. i think it's it's substantially different from the podcast because we have someone there staring us looking right at us exactly. asking us to entertain them and it's, yep. that's a lot of pressure for me mm-hmm. and every other year some of that anxiety has permeated all the way through to the end of the event till it's over for mm-hmm. me and it's been it's kind of a roller coaster yeah, it's but, been yeah <laughs> but reference to a podcast sorry yeah i had to but this year um within a couple of minutes that anxiety was gone nice. and never came back that's awesome and so and so i'm thinking next year it could be that i'm not anxious at all. I might be a little nervous. Nice. But like, I think the anxiety is just going to be gone. I'm hoping Mm because just because of how well this year went on so many levels. Yeah, it was, it was, and it was just so fun this year. Yeah. Like I can't, I, I, 
I can't really overstate how smooth everything went. Yeah. Like yeah. even like we like every year we have a crisis. We have different right. crises and everything. And this year was no different. Like we actually had some pretty big fires that needed to be put out. Mm-hmm. Um but we also got those kind of out of the way early. Yeah. Um and then everything else just kind of ran so smoothly. Mm-hmm. Um and I have to give a ton of credit to uh uh Adam from the playground cuz I mean he is such a pleasure to work with. Yeah. I have like the hiccups. Um, but he's such a pleasure to work with. And also I say this, I, I, I think I said this, I hope I said this in the recording, <laughs> but if you're listening to this and you're in Indianapolis and you have a need for rehearsal space, recording studio, wedding chapel, uh, reception area, like over, like release party venue, screening venue. If you have clients come into town, <laughs> he has a small, a small little nice recording studio type room. Yep. Very, again, intimate is the, perfect adjective Mm -hmm. you could just have a meeting in there oh absolutely i mean just whatever yeah and everything is so like reasonably priced yeah and so freaking professional right um i think he can set you up with like wi-fi too and stuff mm -hmm. so you could like i mean i think he he mentioned that he had the idea for like a gaming event where you could do some gaming stuff. Oh, that would be awesome! And I was like, man, that would be this would be such a cool sp- space for it. It's oh, just, absolutely! I don't know. It just it just it just has a right feel to. It. I can't even. Oh yeah. It's it's some uh, minutia I can't put my finger on, but he mm-hmm. just the way it's laid out and designed and the colors they chose and mm-hmm. just everything about that place just works. Yeah, and if you have any of those needs, definitely check out Playground Productions Studio. You absolutely. can go to playgroundproductionsstudio.com. And I actually don't know when I'm going to post this episode. So, um, yeah, there's a Irvington Halloween Festival after party at the playground, uh, October 27th. But yes. I don't think this episode is going to go up in time. Okay. But anyway, um, yeah, just God, I, I we could spend hours just singing the praises of, of the playground. Yeah. Um, and just like, and I don't want to, I don't want to put the cart before the horse or anything, but like. <laughs> Every, like, whenever we do this and whenever we finish it, I'm thinking, like, it's a year until we get to do this again. Yeah. <laughs> and I keep thinking, like, how can I push us into doing more things? Yeah. And, uh, like, yeah, eventually, hopefully, we'll do something more. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just, it's such a thrill. And I'm so, so pleased with how it went. Absolutely. Um, also, if you're listening to this and you went to the, <laughs> went to Sharktober Irvington, Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Um, we hope you guys liked it, and it was such a blast. Yes. Um, I do want to mention a couple of things real quick. One, special shout-out to Tony Troxel, who yes. uh, he sponsored the cash bar that we had, which I feel was a huge hit. Yeah. Um, very, very big hit, and uh, that's great because it's, it's a way for us to generate more money for the playground because that money like he like adam and his wife like they do the they like they tend the bar and everything Mm -hmm. and i love the way i love the way that he uh the way that he described the beer because it's it's black acre beer Mm -hmm. and they literally brew it right next door to him yeah (laughs) like it is literally a like a wall away from where it's where it's created (laughs) so it's like Literally the freshest tasting beer that you can have. Yeah, totally. Um, and it's just so cool. It's well priced. I mean, so many times oh, yeah. you go to events and it's like such a big markup. Mm-hmm. But it, this is not. I think the most expensive beer was like six dollars. Yeah, 
that's nothing for a craft and it's like, beer. Yeah, and it's a full can of it. It's not right. like a little Dixie cup or something right. uh, that you're upcharged. And like they had wine there too. Mm-hmm. Um, just so, so great. So thank you so much, Tony, for sponsoring the Cash Bar. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then also special shout out to your wife, Paige. Yes. Who was so nice to uh, fill in at the very last minute. It's one of the fires we had to put out. <laughs> yes. To uh, to basically work the door and and you know take tickets and payments yeah. and everything. Sold popcorn and drinks um, and stuff too. Yeah. So. Like, yeah, super grateful to her for that. I mean, she, yes. I'm, I probably annoyed her because I, I I thanked her like four times. I think. <laughs> nah, um, she wasn't annoyed. Yeah. So, but she told me a um, a little story that I think was indicative of like just kind of like I'm kind of proud of us that we do this every mm-hmm. year, and it's like like it's an accomplishment, and regardless of my anxiety for it, mm-hmm. it's it's an accomplishment, and I think it's oh, yeah. cool that we put it on and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, she told a story about Tony. Uh, he, the, I think it was between one of the films, was in the kind of. Uh, entry area, the the foyer almost, and where the bar is and stuff, mm-hmm. which is separate from the theater itself. And he was talking to one of the prop guys who made some props for one of the films. Oh yeah, and they were they were nerding out so hard that because Tony <laughs> oh, does cosplaying, right. and so he he makes costumes and stuff. And so um, they were nerding out so hard that like Chad had to come back there and be like, guys, can you keep it down a little bit? We're trying to screen the movie right now. And Paige was telling me about it, and she was like, I think I understood understood like one out of every fifth word they were saying because she's not a nerd at all. That's um, awesome. And so they ended up exchanging cards and stuff, and you know they were just talking about their craft and stuff. And that's so cool. I heard probably at least a dozen other conversations like that going oh, totally. on between the filmmakers mm-hmm. and all, all the technical people, and people were asking chad about what he's doing and yep. people loved his intermission video and stuff like that mm. that was such um, a that was that such was a good such idea a nice, and that was something that he did in the 11th hour right like, he did it like a couple of days before the event mm-hmm. he's like hey i'm just gonna whip up something just really really quick yeah um just it was, it was like a big hit like people liked it it, it was, was like great nostalgic yeah i liked it too i loved it oh yeah so but yeah like just this that right there you know, like the fomenting of artistic, artistic mm-hmm. inspiration between artists. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I mean, what more could you ask for? Oh, you know? absolutely. That was on, I, I, I guess I know that's happened in the past with mm-hmm. Shocktober, but right. I think it was, it, there was maybe just like so much more of it this year or yeah. maybe it's just that I noticed so much more of it. I, and I don't know if it's because I feel like we had more films to show this year mm-hmm. um, because we usually we usually try to have four to five short films. Yeah. This year we had five short films, and all of them were there. Like they were present. Yes. Like Indianapolis short films. Like right. the last couple of years, we've um, closed the night with uh, a short film from The Witching Season, which is the which is a uh, web series out of Utah that I just kind of, I've used them in the past couple of years just to have something just to kind of close out the night strong with something. Mm-hmm. Not that, uh, close out the night with something that is, I, I don't know how to phrase it. What's what I'm looking for? Um, um, just kind of just go out with a bang. Yeah, really. right, okay. Um, but then this year's, <laughs> this year's film was uh, the, that we selected for the closing film was uh don't answer the door from uh mm-hmm. jared bridgman 
uh, from Snapshot Productions, making his return yeah. uh, after, uh, I think, a couple of years at this point. Right. Um, it was awesome because like, he, uh, he got there a little late, and he got a seat in the front row right next to the table. And like as one of the films are screening, he, like, he like, went up to me and whispered. He was like, this is a really great turnout. I was yeah. Like, yeah, I know <laughs> we've grown. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, but like his, like his short film was great. Oh like, yeah. It was awesome. It was such a cool, like I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of the, of the films that we had mm-hmm. this year. Um, yeah, God, it was so much fun. It was a great year. Yeah. Um, really great year. And I don't matter. I don't want to make it seem like I don't have fun. Right. Or I, I didn't in the past, but like this year was just something different. I don't know. Yeah. It just yeah. very smooth and like yeah yeah we'll be anxious about it right and lead up to it. Do you think that it was? Do you think that your the less the uh, lowered amount of nerves that you had? Do you think that that's due to the venue or is it just from this being our fourth your or our fifth your fourth year doing it? Do you think that having the year off last year was? a nice like kind of palate cleanser for you or what would you attribute to the ease of I'd say relative ease? I'd say it's a combination of those things. Nice. But honestly, I, I think the venue is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and sh- I think part of the layout too, just, just really worked. Um, we kind of st- in the past we would like when the movie was playing, we'd kind of get up from our, mm-hmm. our table and kind of go off to the side. But this year we like stayed at our location. Yeah. And we got to have like little conversations in between. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It just, I, I really wish, again, I, there's some kind of intangible that just right. clicked this year mm-hmm. compared to the past years. Um, oh, yeah. And I'm looking forward to that. Like, this is the first year that at the end of it, I wasn't like, okay, I got a year. Right. <laughs> got a year to prepare for the next year. I wasn't like, I, I yeah. was like, we could do this again next month. Oh, totally. And I'd, I'd be excited I'm about glad it. that you said that. Because, oh, shit. I'm kidding. <laughs> as much as I wish I weren't kidding, I am kidding. Um, Talk about no, Vember. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. But no, um, yeah, I just, I just, I just think that it's, I feel like we've hit our, we're, we're hitting our stride with this yeah. thing. And like, I was thinking about it, not to get all like weird or, personal or anything but like like you knew me in high school Mm -hmm. um in junior high like if like i kind of get into this funk where like i think of where i am today like Mm -hmm. we just released four freaking episodes covering heartland film festival in which i interviewed uh i conducted 37 filmmaker interviews jesus over the course of those four episodes uh, doing press junkets, red carpets, uh, one-on-one interviews. Um, we did on-the-spot reviews of the films. Mm-hmm. And then we also did Shocktober and Irvington. <laughs> um, like, I just, I, I was having a conversation with, uh, actually, it was Kirsten's dad at work, um, about, like, uh, public speaking and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. then, like, I, I just, I've had it in the back of my head. Like, I mean, you guys hear me every week. I'm not that good at public speaking. <laughs> um, but, but like, just the thing, if I were to go back to ninth grade, mm-hmm. uh, when I'm talking about how 9-11 was such a weird day for me, um, <laughs> go and listen to the eighth grade review. Oh my God. Anyway. Um, but if I were to go back in time and like, like just the person that I was then I like I would have never thought that I would be doing anything like this. Yeah. Like 
at all. I'm still amazed that you do this. <laughs> and that you, I am. <laughs> okay. Okay. For the I mean that in the most complimentary way. I know you do, but the look <laughs> on your face. <laughs> That was uh, such like that could be so construed as the backhandedest <laughs> compliment. No, but, no, but <laughs> just like like you said, just based on the personality, the Matt Hurt I knew yes. growing up. Oh yeah, would not have been a. I mean, this is a very. You really got to put yourself out there. Yes, to podcast and to Ooh. host an event. I mean, that's yeah. like. Uh, that's something that's the skill that not a lot of people have that, even people who are very social and like right. super personable and you know like someone you, you know those types Decent of people people <laughs> like people that aren't the scum of the earth like no <laughs> you know what i mean though like it's no, totally it's hard for them to do it and then yeah. so for for you mm-hmm. i was like man he really wants to do a film right. a, a little uh, film festival type thing and yeah. he wants to we hosted like or we like we've done like three hundred episodes of podcasting yeah. at this point. It's like, man, I, I, every once in a while I sit back and I'm like, dang, this it's it's like it's shocking. It's kind of weird. I know it's shocktobering. <laughs> it's shocktobering, um, <laughs> but it's amazing. It's awesome. I know, it's like, and it's amazing for both of us. Like, yeah. I, I, like I I don't want to like take all the credit or anything. Although I will say that knowing how like anxious you are about it and and kind of nervous you have been in the in past years. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all. Like, like when we, when we did last year, uh, like I kind of thought like, okay, well, I mean, if need be, I feel like I could do it alone. Like, like, like MC it alone. Yeah. But I'm so glad that you were there (laughs) because, because it's a lot better to have you to bounce off of. But like worst case scenario, like it's mind blowing to me thinking like, I, I could, I could, I'd be okay. Like, like not. I don't know. I, that probably sounds shitty. I'm sorry. It did not to, you know. I mean, kind of. No, well. No, it didn't. I just can't believe that you do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean that to come off the way it did, but. No, 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 no. It didn't. I'm just giving you shit. Okay. Um, but, but no, I, I honestly can't believe that, that we do this or that I do this because I'm someone who has been in my head for 32 years right and uh, i have all of these insecurities <laughs> yes no idea where all of this has come from i know um over the last five and a half years but i mean it, it speaks to the idea that you should do what you're passionate about yeah and oh, we're, yeah. you know we're passionate about movies mm-hmm. and, and tv shows and stuff we talk about it all the time and so mm-hmm. it's amazing what that passion can allow you to overcome or conquer or whatever exactly so exactly and it's just yeah. weird because like i don't i feel like we're doing like a like a weird interview thing to no one like <laughs> i know right like we're, we're, just, <laughs> we're just congratulating ourselves but, right but it's weird because like i keep thinking like because i i've got more ideas and like yeah. you and i had just a the half hour before recording, we had a conversation that I never thought we would have that conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, much less we would both be game for it. Like not to be, <laughs> not to be, uh, vague and everything, but just like there are wheels turning and everything. Yeah. But like the thought of that, like I keep thinking, like I feel like unintentionally, I at least keep pushing us to get outside of our comfort zones mm-hmm. in such weirdly unique ways like i mean i started a solo podcast <laughs> i hosted a solo panel yeah uh i pushed us to do pop popcon every year yeah and then we both we've 
been doing Sharktober and Irvington and promoting Sharktober and Irvington and doing Heartland and Indie Film Fest. It's like mm-hmm. these are things that, you know, I just never thought that would right. be part of. Huh? It's all snowballed into a pretty awesome thing. It has. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And hopefully our balls keep growing. <laughs> um, <laughs> On that note, <laughs> on that note, we should probably get to the recording. Yeah. Um. So this, this, uh, this is our event from October twelfth at Playground Production Studios. Once again, if you have any venue needs, uh, like Adam does so many things, and it's just, uh, it's it's remarkable the uh, the professionalism and the ease of communication. The just he's. The venue is great, and the owner is such a great guy. So go to Playground Production Studios if you need rehearsal space, recording studio, venue space, uh, a party place, mm-hmm. screening, release party, um, you know, dancing studio, anything. Yeah. Uh, wedding chapel also. Uh, go to Playground Productions Studio. I'll put a link in the show notes. And, like, it's so great because you can go online and, you know, reserve the date uh, he'll set you up with a contract and everything. It's so, so easy and just so professional. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that will bring us to our, um, recording. So he, here is Shocktober in Irvington five, uh, at Playground Production Studios, October 12th, 2018. It wasn't much of an intro. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> Sweet. All right. So welcome to Shocktober Irvington. Like I said, this is our fifth year doing this. It is uh, a blast. We are donating all the proceeds to the Irvington Historical Society. Um, thank you guys so much for coming. And uh, we, yeah, we're excited to screen some short films. Uh, we're, we have five films that we're going to screen for you tonight. Uh, there will be an intermission, um, about 16 minutes. Um, real quick, there is a cash bar back there, uh, donated generously to us by, uh, Tony Troxel of Geeking in Indiana, who, uh, is, yes, round of applause. Should always <laughs> clap for booze. Yes. <laughs> I like beer. Um, so, yeah, if, go ahead and, uh, you know, buy out all the, all the beer because it's very gracious of Tony to, to, um, donate his, uh, sponsorship to us. Um, Geeking in Indiana is, of course, a great blog and Indiana Geeking Podcast is a great podcast. So check that out as well. Um, mm-hmm. so, a uh, little background on us. Uh, we are the Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Um, this is me speaking as Matt and this is Tiny. Hi. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you don't want the answer to that question. You really don't. You really, really don't. <laughs> uh, we also have popcorn and soda back there as well. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. Donated by, uh, oh, what was the name of Chad's? Chad, is he in here? What? Where's... <laughs> it's called what? It's called what? <laughs> yes. I don't know where he is. What's, anyway. what's the name of the popcorn? The name of the popcorn? Popcorn Peddler. Popcorn Peddler. Uh, yes. So Popcorn Peddler donated the popcorn and, and some refreshments as well. So go ahead and buy those as well. Um, so some background about us. Uh, we are a movie and TV podcast. We've been running for five years. Um, we just basically talk about movies and TV shows. And we've spun off into a couple different podcasts that are kind of uh, 
a little bit more uh, lax with their releases. Um, so we have Tower Junkies, which is me and Tiny talking about Stephen King. And we have Anthology, which is me talking about The Twilight Zone when I feel like it. Um, it's been a while, uh, but I'm going to be bringing that back up here soon. Um, yeah, and so we are gonna we are going to go into the films here in just a moment, but I do want to talk about Irvington as an as an area and, and some events coming up and everything as well. Um, first of all, we are donating all the proceeds to this as we do every year to the Irvington Historical Society, which is a great organization that that is really um, working really hard to preserve like the history and and the. Uh, the legacy of this area, which is a very spectacular area. I don't know how many of you are actually from Irvington or are familiar with Irvington, but there is a ton of stuff that goes on here and a ton of history within, within the, the, you know, town limits. Um, so while talking about different things, coming up at Irvington uh, Vinyl and Books at uh, on Wednesday, October 24th, is a Poets Attack event, which is poetry. It's a free event that they are bringing in a... Um, a, a nationally recognized poet. I can't remember their name. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> but also, uh, they're also bringing um, local poets. So it's the kind of ideas that they're going to have this nationally recognized poet read their poetry, and then also have these local poets, you know, read their poetry as well. So it's very, it's very great to kind of give a platform to local artists um, to. Uh, to show their work. Um, that's at Irvington Vinyl and Books, which we will be raffling off a gift card uh, tonight uh, for that place. Um, Halloween, the Irvington Halloween Festival is coming up, which Irvington has, yes, Irvington has an incredible Halloween festival, and right here at the at the playground, they're going to have an after party um, that's on October 27th, um, and you can buy tickets now online. Um Let's see. And a couple other things. And here, yes. And you can also buy tickets here for the uh, after party. They're $10? 15 All right. Perfect. Well, uh, yeah, you can uh, buy them here. Um, speaking of the Historical Society also, they're going to have a Frankenstein and Electricity um, exhibit uh, on Sunday from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. And then finally, the Irvington Ghost Tours happen every Friday and Saturday in Irvington. They start at the uh, 10 Johnson Ave uh, coffee shop and then they walk all the way around Irvington. Al Hunter is an amazing public speaker, an amazing like historian who talks about the history of the town as well as the more paranormal and otherworldly events that occur throughout Irvington. Um, he also donates the proceeds to the historical societies. So. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We stole so, his idea. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and yeah, so now that now that we're done talking about all the stuff and everything, also, I forgot to mention, you saw the 30-second promo for Nightmare in Edgewood. They are a great haunt that uh, they go all out with their with their attraction. And uh, we were there a couple weeks ago, and they've just really brought brought their A-game to this year's haunt. Um Nightmare and Edgewood tickets are available at nightmareandedgewood.com, and there are coupons out where you got your tickets um, for $2 off for that and House of Trepidation, which is their um, other, their, their sister 
haunt. Um, and then also on October 26th, I believe, they have a uh, trick-or-treat thing, a free event for, for children. So you can bring your children to uh, Nightmare in Edgewood, and they will walk through the haunt with the lights on and do a trick-or-treat thing and uh, all that. That starts at 6 on, I think, the 26th. And we have uh, a nice yeah. prize to raffle off from them as well. Yes, Okay, and I think, is, does that cover everything? I think that does cover everything. Okay, so the real reason we brought you here is to tell you about this timeshare that we have. Um, <laughs> um, it's a really great deal, trust me. Um, no, let's, uh, let's go ahead and raffle off our first prize, and then we'll go into the first film of the night. We need the tickets, though, so um, bear with us for just a moment. All right. Uh, we are going to go ahead and start the first film. Uh, real quick, also, I forgot to mention that uh, The Obsessive Viewer is available on all podcasting apps and everything. And you can follow us on Twitter, at Obsessive Viewer and at Obsessive Tiny. And then also go on Facebook if you haven't already and like the Shocktober and Irvington page um, because you'll be able to get, you know, clue down on when tickets go on sale for next year's event. And um, we try to post as much Irvington related stuff on there as we can throughout the year. So, uh, first up is a short film called Animals uh, from, from Fair Creek Films and I believe Amateur Hour Productions. All right, let's give it up for Animals. So violent. <laughs> Uh, when I was a kid, I always wanted to take karate and everything, and then uh, and now I'm, you didn't. Now I'm a podcaster, so <laughs> yeah, clearly not. <laughs> uh, we have filmmakers from Animals here tonight. Do you want to come up? Uh, whoever is yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves and, and tell us your uh, connection to the film and, and uh, yeah, tell, tell us a little bit, a little bit about yourselves. Uh, my name is Ty Higgs. I am the cinematographer for this film as well as the co-producer. Um, yeah. uh, my name is Derek Holmes. I did uh, lighting and some set photography. I'm Freddie Basso. I was uh, the property master and I go by uh, Iron Grizzly Props. Nice. Now, Ty and Derek, you guys were here last year uh, for Fair Creek Films. <laughs> we sure were. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you liked it enough to come back, so I appreciate you guys coming back. <laughs> yeah, it's good to be here. Yeah. Um, can you tell us about the production of Animals and uh, more about kind of the choreography as well? Uh, so the director, Colin Patrick Stroop, uh, mm-hmm. who runs Amateur Hour Productions, uh, he's a karate teacher uh, by day and a filmmaker by night. Uh, so we spent weeks and weeks and weeks choreographing a lot of those moves. Uh, and I practiced with them uh, on the camera. And then when we finally got around to production, we were ready to rock. Nice. And then uh, Derek came in here and filled in with the light, if you want to talk a bit about that. All right. Um. It was fairly simple, uh, basically just making sure that the lighting was dramatic and uh, kind of arena-like. So uh, the setup was a little difficult because it had to be high, so mm-hmm. getting the light proper and getting everything able to write was a little difficult, but the, it was fairly simple. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, yeah, and the the thing that stood out to me the most was really uh, the sound design 
and kind of the Foley work that was done on it. It was pretty impressive. Um, do you know how like how much of a struggle that was to, to get that down? Because if you have bad sound on it, it could kind of wreck the whole project. I know that we weren't certain this film was going to be ready for Shocktober until mm-hmm. last week. Right. Uh, because he spent, he spent a lot of time on the sound design. That was wow. one thing that he wanted to make sure to get on point. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you could tell, he did an incredible job. Yeah. Uh, you know, the bone-crunching sounds mm-hmm. when he throws his elbow into his stomach. You know, all that fun stuff. Nice. Um, yeah, I was wondering, could, could like the bad guy even see out of that mask? Was that like, could he even see? To to the audience, he could see the actor himself uh, during the production could barely see. So that makes it even more impressive. And uh, Freddie here can talk a little bit more about the construction of that if you'd like. Yeah, please, please do. So most, uh, well, actually, all of the all the masks were made out of paper, really. Um, inside was lined with fiberglass and uh, coated with bondo, which was used to fix cars. Um, so yeah, he could not he could not see at all almost. Nice. He could only see out of his peripheral vision. That was pretty much it. So uh I'm I'm gonna guess that he was just going off of what moves uh Colin gave him. Yeah. <laughs> but uh no, it was really fun to work on. Um I had a blast and my entire shop was covered in uh dust and so that was fun. Nice. Yeah, did uh, did you get any notes on like how to do it? Were were you kind of like free to create it the way you wanted to create it? Actually, my, they're not my design. I just did construction. They're uh, the designs were uh, made by a company called Wintercroft. Okay. Um, when Colin and I first discussed the film, uh, he and I did some research, looking at pictures of what people had done before, and we actually uh, worked on a deal with Wintercroft to, and have them sponsor the film. They just uh, wow. give us the templates. That, are, that were needed, uh, they do promotion and so on and so forth. Nice. Uh, I was wondering what was the what was the filming location like? Where was this actually filmed at? Uh, this was at the Stutz, yeah. the Stutz building downtown. Oh, yeah. Uh, we actually uh, the actor in there, Brandon Lay. Uh, he's a tattoo artist that runs uh, Volusia at the nice. Stutz Business Center. Um, so we will actually be premiering this film again in hopes to raise money for a larger feature film with more animals in it. Uh, so we will be premiering it at uh, Volusia at the beginning of December. More masks. <laughs> Very cool. You said that was the beginning of December? Yeah, beginning okay. of December we plan to premiere it along with several other short mm-hmm. films. Now, people who were at last year's Shocktober will remember that you specifically were talking about the the setting of uh, the, your films from last year that you screened here and how you didn't have necessarily permission to, get, to film there. You just kind of found it and filmed it because it was for 48 hours. Um, you guys had permission to film here, right? Certainly. Okay. Uh, this, this film had a little bit more of a budget than our mm-hmm. previous ones. Very nice. Um, do you... Okay. Uh, we're going to open up the uh, questions to the audience. If the audience has any questions, any cues for these guys' A's. Um, anyone? You're a pretty good director of photography. <laughs> Thank you for that, uh, that true fact. That <laughs> More of a C than a Q, but <laughs> appreciated nonetheless. Any other questions? Or, or comments? If you just want to give me compliments <laughs> yeah. all day. I think you're really neat. Oh, <laughs> buddy. 
All right. Well, if no one has any questions, where can people find more of your guys' work and uh, follow you on social media and everything? Uh, Fair Creek Films is primarily on Facebook. Uh, we're on Instagram as well. Um, we're trying to branch out to YouTube, but it's as foreign as Twitter to me. Mm-hmm. So Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, and uh, Amateur Hour Productions is on yes. Facebook as well. Perfect. And that's is that Collins Production Company? Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, uh, Iron Grizzly props down here. Nice. He does uh, absolutely beautiful work uh, with uh, an assortment of things. Very nice. And you're on social media as pretty much anything, pretty much anything and everything. Perfect. And it's under Iron Iron Grizzly props. Iron Grizzly props. Perfect. All right. Well, uh, another round of applause for the guys from Animals. We're going to raffle off a prize. Yes. Here As you go. guys can see, we have a ton of Funko Pops here, so we're going to raffle off some of those. Yeah, let's do one of yes. those. Got one? Sweet, come on down. So we got about six and a half million of these, so we're going to let you choose what your favorite one yeah. is, and you can... I don't even know if you can see all these, man. Uh, you really so can't. <laughs> we got... Two different versions of Pennywise the Clown. Yes. I think. We have pretty much the entire Losers Club from It. From It. As well as Norman Bates. Oh, the Demogorgon? Going with the Demogorgon? Yeah. Okay, sweet. Thank you. Well, congrats. All right. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. And you want to do one more? Let's do one more. We've yeah. got, like I said, a million of We've them. We've got a million of them. <laughs> All right, awesome. All right, congrats. <laughs> All right, and I think next up we're going to screen the next short. It's uh, called Sleep Paralysis. And, uh, yeah, that's also from Fair Creek Films and uh, Trebor Media. Is that correct? Trebor Me- Media. Perfect. All right, so we are going to go ahead and roll that. How about a round of applause for sleep paralysis? Uh, yeah, we've got filmmakers from it. Yep, you want to come up? Perfect. Sweet. <laughs> now it makes sense why I said he was a good director of photography. <laughs> All right, so we already know these two. Uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm RJ. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. Trebor Media is my brainchild with my partner Taran. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a co-producer on this as well. Uh, basically, uh, I've been a filmmaker since I was like 12 years old. Since my dad nice. handed me a little high eight millimeter Sony Handy Cam, and mm-hmm. I've been making films on that ever since. Uh, I'm a five-year uh, combat camera Marine Corps. Oh veteran. wow. I did combat camera in the Marines for five years, so that's oh. thank you, thank you. So a lot of a lot of uh, like the technical aspects mm-hmm. of like camera and stuff, I learned a lot of that. Just you know, like when you're shooting, you know, disasters and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you really learn how to control your your settings and kind of know what they do. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Nice. And well, now I just you know I make films. So <laughs> that's awesome. Um, what would you say would 
be the main inspiration for this for this particular one? Oh, yeah, I'm glad you asked that. Uh, sleep paralysis is really kind of it's. Uh, Really personal to me because uh, I've I've suffered from sleep paralysis for mm-hmm. for a really long time, and I kind of wanted people to see like this is what sleep paralysis is kind of like. And a lot of people don't know that it's an actual sleep condition, and there's like mm-hmm. no cure for it, and it's not necessarily inherently dangerous, but it is extremely terrifying. Mm-hmm. And I hope that when you guys were watching that, you kind of got that like little terrifying feeling. Mm-hmm of being woken up in the middle of the night, a lot of times by a loud bang, mm-hmm. which is kind of what happened there, um, sometimes by whispering voices. But sleep paralysis, If those who don't know what it is, it's when your body wakes up in the middle of a REM cycle mm-hmm. and your, your body is still paralyzed because um, it's saying, oh, I'm asleep, I'm supposed to be resting. And, but you wake up and you're conscious and your brain is still sending out all you know mm-hmm. the the dream drugs into mm-hmm. your body so you start hallucinating and seeing things Jeez. and a lot of people think that a lot of the uh abduction cases mm-hmm. are just cases of sleep paralysis interesting so um but yeah i've i've been to doctors mm-hmm. and there's no cure there's not really anything wow. you can do <laughs> but as you can see at the end mm-hmm. the best way to conquer it is to accept what it is mm-hmm. and relax <laughs> nice um, have have has your experience with it been as intense as that? Because yes, holy actually, crap! Yeah, um, actually, this is based completely on mine. And my sister, because my sister has it as well. Oh wow! Uh, we both kind of ta- had a big conversation about sleep paralysis mm. and uh, w- the things that we've experienced. And I kind of um, explained to the art department. Um, I was like, "This is what I, you know, what he looks like," and they they came up with the the creature that they have there, the entity. Mm. And uh, they did a great job. The art department, um, uh, Austin, who was a production designer, uh, he, he decorated the whole room, and he also worked in collaboration with the two art makeup artists that we had. Um, uh, Kylie, what was her name? Kylie? Uh, uh, Kaylee. Kaylee and um, they work with, you guys more often than me, but they were, they were really great. I, I wish, really wish I could remember the name. Uh, but um, uh, Austin, he did uh, the production design, designed the room. Mm-hmm. You know, I told him I wanted to look like a New York City art student. Okay. And that's what he came up nice. with. So he did a really good job. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, that room was completely empty when we arrived. Oh, wow. And then, and then of course, um, I kind of explained to Ty and uh, Derek kind of like, and we actually discussed this together, like what kind of what we were wanting mm-hmm. to have. And I think me and Ty especially were like, we really wanted that like 80s horror vibe to it. Totally um, got that vibe. Exactly, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and of course, since I directed it, it has a little bit of a Asian horror too, mm-hmm. vibe to it too, because I spent a lot of time in Japan. So. Okay. <laughs> so that's always nice. going to be that. But uh, um, as far as um, the actual shooting of the film mm-hmm. went... Um, uh, Fair Creek was a big part in the kind of like style of, of the way it looks, especially lighting. Um, Derek is uh, a great gaffer. I've, you guys have seen a lot of his work already, mm-hmm. um, and you know it's 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 different from each film that I've seen him do. Same thing with Ty. Uh, it's different for every film, and you know. So I think we we did a really good job working together. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Was this your first collaboration? This was our first collaboration, yes. Um, wow. Although um, me and Ty have worked together before, but okay. it, was, it was our first collaboration between Trebor Media and Fair Creek as a whole. Okay. Uh, me and Ty shot and finished, completed a feature film um, that's available on iTunes and Amazon right now called Haven. Okay. So you can nice. buy that at any time if you want. Awesome. It's a post-apocalyptic thriller. So Very cool. And Very cool. Ty killed it on that, too. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, I, I wanted to kind of thank you as well because I've experienced sleep paralysis myself, not with the regularity that I think you have, but right. it's, it, it wrecks your day. It does, it's yeah. horrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you absolutely nailed it with the uh, – when I saw the chains especially, I got yeah. chills. That, yeah. that really hit, hit close to home. Um, but from a filmmaking technique, I loved the editing early on, all the snippets of the clock and the way her shoulder kind of twitches. Yeah. Uh, who, who was your editor? Did you do that I, yourself? I did the writing, directing – Producing and editing, so wow. I was like the the predator, as you call them. They uh, kind of do a lot of those. Um, typically, I like to hand my projects off to an editor. Uh, for this particular project, um, that wasn't really an option, so I, I decided to edit it myself. I have a lot of experience editing, though, so uh, it was it kind of came naturally to me because I kind of knew what I wanted to do it anyway. But the script was originally a school project. And uh, my scriptwriter teacher loved the script. And I was like, well, I have to make the movie now. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> what I really uh, loved and appreciated about it was that it's all tone. It's not, no dialogue. There's, no, there's nothing like that. It's all just completely yeah. on the screen. So I actually had two versions of the script. The second script had a narration of her like going through mm-hmm. uh, kind of what, what's happening. And she's talking. She has this like, mantra that she says to herself. Me and Ty went through the script, and I told him, you know, I'm thinking maybe we drop the narration. He was like, thank you. <laughs> he was like, thank you. He wanted to tell a visual story. And uh, in the end, I think uh, he was trying to tell me that from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the end, I think that was the right decision, a visual story for this with yeah. no dialogue, which, which also has made it most successful because mm-hmm. we've premiered this and shown it internationally oh, wow. and it's it's won several awards internationally in film festivals that's fantastic including best horror uh in an international film festival and it's because it resonates with international mm-hmm. audiences because there's no dialogue it's yeah. a visual oh, story yeah. anybody could watch it mm-hmm. you don't need to speak english you don't need translations or captions or anything like that mm-hmm. it's a visual story that everybody can relate to yeah absolutely and did you find was there any were there any changes that you had to make going from having that narration to having no dialogue, having no narration? Not really, actually, okay. because the original very first draft of the script had no narration, mm-hmm. but it just ended really abruptly, and my scriptwriter teacher, professor, he told me, mm-hmm. you need to make it a little bit, have more of a conclusion. So I did that, and the narration was added. So removing the narration was really just going back to the source, mm-hmm. and you know, Ty, Ty was definitely a big advocate for... Removing the narration. Nice. <laughs> I remember he was very happy when I told him, yeah, I think we're <laughs> going to remove the narration. Nice. Very nice. Um, I think, uh, do you have anything? Okay. Uh, I think we're going to open the floor up to questions uh, from from the audience. So if anyone has any questions, you know, raise your hand. There you go. That was exactly the film. Uh, I had seen Suspiria for the very first time uh, right before uh, going into this film. So a lot of the lighting between Derek and I uh, was inspired by Suspiria. Uh, 
soundtrack as mm. well. Uh, what were the? Can you think of any of the other inspirations? Um, there was one specific one I can't remember. Because we I put together was, a mood board. Yeah, I think Evil Dead. I think. Um, yeah, Exorcist. Exorcist, and I think Evil Dead was also an experience. Yeah, at least yes. with the uh, some of the lighting. The so. Light, lighting-wise, yeah. Just as an aside, how are you guys feeling about the Suspiria remake? <laughs> oh boy, howdy am I excited for it. <laughs> Tom York on the soundtrack, I tell you what. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. It looks pretty good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, any other? I saw the, there was a question back there. Yeah, that's a great question. He said um, uh, during the editing and shooting of it, was since it was personal experience, did it trigger anything or was it hard to do at some points? Um, actually, yes. Uh, during direction, directing, I forget what scene in particular it was, but it was one of the ones that he had lit that was all red. Um, I can't remember specifically what shot it was, but it, I did have to kind of take a second because I was like, man, this is, looks really good right now. <laughs> it looks really good. But when I added the music and the sound effects on that first nightmare that she goes through, and watch it, that was another moment for me that was just like, I watched it through. I immediately sent him a little video of it and said, look at this. And he said, it looks amazing. Or it was Turan. It was you or Turan. I think it was Turan. <laughs> but our, my assistant director. And he said, it looks amazing. Uh, but that was another one of those moments. And so to answer your question, yes, uh, there were some times when I was editing it, it kind of like brought back some of the, the terror of sleep paralysis. But after a while, if you've dealt with it for a while, you kind of accept what it is, and you can kind of relax, and because uh, it, it's it's usually about a minute long. If you saw the clock, mm-hmm. it's usually about a minute long. So if you can just relax for about a minute, it'll usually pass, and you'll be fine. I kind of have a follow-up question on that. Yeah. Um, if I'm, let me know if I'm misunderstanding this or anything. But like with sleep paralysis, it is pretty much um, sporadic in, in occurrences. Like there's no set pattern, right? Right. The, yeah, okay. there is no set pattern. Okay. Uh, although they they have said some things that like sleeping on your back might make okay. it happen more. Um, I did kind of include that where she's sleeping on her back, and then mm-hmm. when it goes away, she turns to her side. Okay. There's a lot of little things in the movie mm-hmm. that you kind of have to watch a few times yeah. over. Um, you know, any good director will do that to make mm-hmm. you watch this movie over and oh, yeah. over again. Um, but, you know, little things that were included by the director of photography and lighting. There was a lot that went into the lighting and, mm-hmm. and the visual aspect, as you see, yeah. that tell the story. Oh, yeah. so. And did actually creating the film, did that, did that bring, bring about any sleep paralysis like experiences um, or just memories? No, actually, but... <laughs> Sleep deprivation, yeah. <laughs> Sleep deprivation, for sure. Um, it didn't, but uh, I kind of strangely enough, before it premiered at uh, some one of the recent festivals it premiered at, mm-hmm. actually the Circle City Film Festival. Oh, nice. About a week before it premiered there, I had another episode of Sleep Paralysis, and I was oh, on wow. my recliner, and I saw a shadowy figure standing in the corner. Jeez. And kind of forgot for a moment, you know, like, because mm-hmm. I was just like waking up and I was like, oh, there's somebody in my house. Right. And then I couldn't move and, you know, the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, any other questions? Uh, one down there? Yeah, I got a question. Uh, so, what did it. Right, yeah. So, the question was, uh, is it, it, was it intentional for us to show her normal life first to show that it could happen to anyone? instead of just going right to her laying down. And to answer your question, yes, that was intentional. 
we wanted to kind of set the mood um, with her in a normal life, but you can kind of sense something is off. Um, uh, we kind of wanted a little bit of an eerie feeling while she was setting everything up, and then to build up and then drop the audio and, and scare the hell out of you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Great question. Thank you. Good question. Uh, any others? Yes, it was a conscious choice because instead of writing the story strictly about myself, I did base the character more on my sister than myself. Okay. Nice. Good question. Yeah. And you did all the music yourself, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I hate to admit all the things that I did on it, but I did, oh, I did, uh, <laughs> did do it myself, the, the music. Um, uh, yeah, for this one it was all me because I've, I forgot. We did have another for Haven. We had someone else mm-hmm. come in and do some tracks but i did do the there was some uh it was all keyboards and synths mm-hmm. uh, we wanted it to sound kind of like you know the suspiria the 80s horror film yeah. uh we wanted a lot of that maybe nightmare on elm street a little bit mm-hmm. you know so that's that's why we did the synths nice yeah and i think we're gonna do one more question anyone else Or maybe not. All Our right. Question down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, before you go, uh, l- uh, let us know where we can find your guys' work online and yeah. uh, social yeah. media and all that. Yeah. Um, obviously, Fair Creek is available on, on Facebook, as you guys know. Um, Trebor Media is on Facebook as well. Um, we will have a site launching within the next week. But you can also just catch uh, the site will be separating from my personal site, mm-hmm. uh, rjmauer.com, and that's M-A-U-R-E-R.com. Um, you can always catch me there, uh, Facebook and, um, YouTube and, uh, Instagram, Instagram underscore RJ Mauer. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you guys so much and, uh, congratulations and Thanks. yeah, thank you for, for being here. Yeah. Thank you for screaming. All right, what do you say we raffle off some more prizes? Yes, let's do that. Uh, if we don't, we'll be That's here all night. Right. So. <laughs> and while Tiny's picking one, I do want to mention that another Irvington thing uh, is that the Level Up uh arcade bar that's going to be opening on Johnson Street. They're going to have a soft opening on October 27th. Um, that I'm very excited about that. It's, it's an arcade bar. It's right prime location on uh, Johnson Ave, uh, right across from 10 Johnson Ave. So that's on October 27th, and check that out on Facebook at uh, Level Up Bar, I think. Cool. Yep. All right, so the last three digits on this ticket is 480480. Hey, all right. Ah. Nice. We didn't say what we were raffling this we time. We didn't. Uh, one of the pops, I guess. How about a pop? Because yeah. we got to make some room up here. Yeah. Take your pick. <laughs> Eddie Kaspbrack from <laughs> It. It's hard to say that name. Carrie. Gazebos. Classic. Yeah. Shining. The nice. Shiny, nice. Excellent Sweet. choice. Thank you, sir. All right. Um, how about we do not a pop because it's something just something yes. different. Let's raffle off a gift card. Okay. All right. This one is for Irvington Vinyl and Books. Ten dollars. Yep. Uh, also located on Johnson Ave. Okay. Last three are five one seven. <laughs> awesome! Congratulations! I'm so glad that you got this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. 
Uh, yeah, let's do another pop. I think. Yeah, let's do another yeah. pop. Can I read the ticket this time? I guess. Please. <laughs> I guess. There you go. Thank you. Okay, and your ticket is 530. Think we got one? Awesome. Yes. All right. All right, and you have your pick of any of the Funko Pops? <laughs> Lots of it. Yes. Which is a great choice. Mm-hmm. Should mention that a lot of these Funko Pops were donated to us by our friend and Patreon subscriber Matt and Draco. Yes. Yeah. Thank no you. No problem. Thank you. All right. Yeah. And I think before we start the next movie, I, I just want to mention again just a little bit about the podcast. Um, again, it's the obsessive viewer we do. We've been doing it for five years. Uh, recently we've been doing a lot of kind of sporadic, like what we call extended potpourri, which are just episodes where we talk about stuff we've, uh, watched lately and everything. But we are going to be covering Heartland Film Festival, which is currently going on right now for the next 10 days. Um, and so we're going to have a lot of content on the RSS feed for that. Again, that's obsessive viewer. It's a podcast and I like it. Uh, I like it too. Yeah, good. I guess. Good. Yeah, but who said that? <laughs> oh, Kirsten, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's see. Should we let's do one more raffle one and more then raffle. we'll start we'll start the next one. What are we raffling? Um, let's do uh, let's wait till after the movie for that. Yeah, that's a good point. Let's do let's do another Funko Pop. Okay, one more pop. Yes. They're taking up so much room. They are. I'm reading this one. Oh, okay. 538. 538. I would have read it better, but that's fine. No, I disagree. <laughs> 538. 538. Anyone? 538. Oh, yes. Right. Woo. Nice. Take your pick. Awesome. All right. Awesome. So what's next, Maddie? Okay. Next up is return filmmaker, another return filmmaker, mm-hmm. uh, JP Lex, uh, short film. Entitled The Devil Doll. And uh yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. Alright, so we're gonna get that started here now. Alright. Let's have another round of applause for JP Leck and uh the Devil Doll. And I believe we have the filmmaker in the audience here. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. JP, welcome back to Shocktober Nervington. Shocktober number five. Right. <laughs> you go all the exciting. way back to the beginning. You've yes, been here when it was just every a handful year. of us. And oh, yeah. <laughs> now look. Yeah. Yes. Film festival in, the, in this room. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. <laughs> and uh, Shocktober, give it up for our own Matthew Hurt as the voice huh. of Adam Bomb, yes? That was me, yes. He did a fantastic <laughs> job, too. Oh, thank you. Um, so my first question for you, aside yes. from questionable casting decisions for voice acting. Um, <laughs> you, you were my first and only. As I was uh, writing, I was like, I need a voice from the internet. Who, yes. who do I know well, I really, from the internet? <laughs> I really, really like the vote of confidence that something with my voice could get six to <laughs> six to nine thousand Nine thousand and some change. Yeah. So, yeah, you nailed so it. So I really appreciate that. 
but why don't you go ahead and tell us about the film? And uh, for those of you, those in the audience and listening who don't already know, uh, a little bit about Elsewhere World and about your history with Shocktober and with you know filmmaking in general and everything else that you do. Well, that's that's, that's a really long question. A little bit of a loaded um, question, yeah. If while watching the film you felt like it belonged to something much bigger, well, it does. There's other short films. We also do radio plays, short stories, novels. All kinds of fun stuff like that. Even comic books we've branched out into. And I believe you have some here you're going to raffle off here. Yes, we do. So three of you in the audience who are lucky enough will get a copy of that. Um, what it is, the Elsewhere World, instead of it being just kind of a shared universe of stories, I've come to think of it as a single story told roughly over the course of 200 years. Now, you can't just read, you can't just watch, you can't just listen, you can't just do the films, you can't just do the radio plays, you have to do it all together. And actually on the website, elsewhereworld.com, remember, I'll repeat that a couple of times throughout this interview. Oh, yes. There is a timeline that we're always updating. So if you want to go in order, if you want to see the story as a whole, at its most appreciable form, you want to go in order. Which means, and I think this is where it gets kind of fun, you can start with a short story, go to the timeline, oh, hey, there's a radio play, you listen to that. What's next? There's a film, and you watch that. So you kind of you're you have to jump back and forth between different mediums, which I think makes it a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Boom. <laughs> Ghosts. We're in Irvington. Yes. Oh yes. Um, so one of the big things that is always present in all of your short films is a, a prop of some kind. Something I've made. Yes. Yes. So very crafty. Oh yes. So this one has. Speak to the props about this. About this. Uh, in this. Oh yeah. Yes. Um, and I was actually very fortunate enough with the Devil Doll itself. I found. I didn't build that. I wish I had. I wish I was that mm-hmm. talented. But I found it online, and it was very cheap because they actually they're quite expensive. The old the old creepy dolls. But it was busted. The mouth, the mouth mm-hmm. joint didn't work. So I bought it for very cheap and got that fixed. The other stuff, like the Dr. Hardesty prop, the brain in the box at the end of the film, which if anyone is curious about that, there's a whole slew of other stories that explain where Dr. Hardesty came from, and it's a lot of fun. I did build that. I built some of the other stuff that's sitting on the table that Carolyn sees when she goes to the detective's office. And like I said, there's a whole vast backstory of interconnected stories that just really, really tie well together. And if you're interested, if what you saw here tonight was enough to get you to the website and you check out the other stuff, it's, it's quite cool. I agree. And I just realized that you guys have heard my voice enough. So tiny, do you have anything for JP? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was curious about the props as well, but one of my other favorite parts of your films are the locations. Um, yes. There were some some throwbacks there that we've seen before, I think. But, yes, sir. Uh, and Absolutely. Some, and some you that. Yeah. Can you talk about those a little bit? Actually, most of the film, with only a couple of exceptions, was shot within a stone's throw of this building, the uh, Irving Circle Park. Mm-hmm. It's right over here. Uh, we shot at Jack and Jill's Antique Store, which is right over here off of Shayla and Ritter. Um, where else did we shoot? Oh, the office is actually the green room of the Irving Theater. Oh, wow. I thought that's what it was. Which looks really cool, but don't ever shoot there. <laughs> what I did not anticipate was the 30-foot ceiling, so we ended up with this horrible, horrible echo, and we had to go back and redo a bunch of the audio. Audio actually plagued us quite a bit in this film. The Irving Sturgill shoot that we did at the beginning of the film, when we, we got there, we set up workers for the city with a crane truck pulled up to do like apparently you know scheduled maintenance on the fountain so the whole time that you see carolyn on the bench like doing her thing just off camera is some like gruff city workers bob i need more cable (laughs) more cable bob (laughs) 
And so it's, it's kind of a testament to just how talented Miss Julia Leslie is as an actress, that she could kind of shut all that out and still act like she was that upset about it. But the nice thing was, they finished, and then once they were done, and we shot all the stuff at the fountain, the fountain was all nice and polished up and clean and done. So, I mean, it, it kind of worked out. Wow. Uh, and then I'm always curious to see, like, what's here, what's next for Elsewhere World. Like, is it another, I mean, you just finished the third book, which is like, Yes. That's a, that's a legit book. Yes, that's third thick. novel came out just last month. Um, it's our longest yet. It was quite an ordeal. Um, we have, let's see, what's up? We have two, we did two radio plays for WRGF. They're going to premiere on Halloween night. If you miss them, if you miss the broadcast, no big deal. They're all on the website. Um, we have a booth at the Irvington Halloween Festival. So, was it Saturday the 27th, I believe it is? Yep. You can come out and check us out there. We'll have a booth there. And um, we're already in production for the next two photographic comic books because I really, the first one turned out really well and I really want to do a lot more of those. There's a short story that's coming out hopefully before the end of the month. And I think that's it, as if that's not enough. <laughs> well, I that's mean, all I have coming out. I'll be looking forward to a phone call because you got Matt. And I did. I can act. I could use a bruiser. I, mean, I, I could have, use like a, a tough I have, guy. I have Facebook Messenger. <laughs> hey, wait. If, am I not bruiser enough we, for you? <laughs> we all have our strengths, Matthew. We all I have mean, our come strengths. on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to mention just I, – I, we mentioned it before. You've been here all five years, and, and oh yeah, and like it's funny because we referenced this last year, um, or you did. I went back and listened to all of the uh, Shocktober and Irvington episodes because I'm a narcissist, um, and uh, it's just it's just really incredible and, and inspiring. Even that that in that first episode where we interviewed you for the first time, you were mentioning that, like, I think Tiny asked that same question, what's next? And he said, like, oh, I want to I do a, a comic book, I want to do this, I want to do that, and then here we are five years later, and it's like, oh, actually damn, you did, did everything. <laughs> like, oh, man. <laughs> yes, talk is cheap. I mean, yeah. just, just do it. Just Even if it takes you five years, do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's very impressive, and, and we love having you here every year and in many ways like it kind of uh propels us to to really do this every year you kind of have to because yeah. i'm gonna have a film every year i know we, i need a place to show it we kind of can't get rid of you so <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah but thank you for uh including me in this in this absolutely year's and i think film. we'll probably hear from adam bomb again at oh, some point, yes. So expect that 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 message to come. I I was very concerned because in in Irvington a couple weeks ago there was a, there was a mysterious explosion on Washington. If did you guys hear about that? Everyone, yeah. There was just a really random explosion. I don't think they really found out what the deal was. And then uh, frequent guests on the podcast who uh, unfortunately couldn't make it here tonight, uh, Fekus, he he sent me like a message the day after and was like, oh, this is really good viral marketing for Shocktober and Irvington. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And then I realized, oh, crap, I'm I'm doing voice acting for a short film in which I my character is named Adam Baum. <laughs> like, <that's, laughs> I don't want people Take to think away, that I did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I have a clear alibi. And uh, yeah, it wasn't me. Um, Life imitating art, I guess. It, exactly. <laughs> Unless that gets me six or about 9,000 views. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll cop to it. Whatever. <laughs> no one was hurt. Um, <laughs> uh, so let's go ahead and kind of kind of turn it over to the audience. Does anyone in the audience have any questions for JP about his film or about Elsewhere World or anything in particular? Yes, go ahead. Uh, I like the whole idea that you have you know, the extended universe and stuff. 
Congratulations on executing it because I know personally how challenging it is. It's a challenge for sure. Um, even more difficult than you would think because most of it is independent. I finance, I finance the films, I finance the comic books, all of it, I do it all kind of on my own. And while it does make money that I put right back into the projects, it still requires quite a bit of money. So it's one of those like ongoing investments that we'll see if it ever pays off. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so my question would be, like, is how do you keep your stories straight? Like, you've got so much going on. Do you have, like, a big, you know... Brain, yes. Brain? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's not easy. Um, but it kind of gives me something to do. Like, if I don't have something to constantly think about, I kind of go crazy. So I, it's nice to actually sit and think, okay, well, we did this story, and how can that branch into the next story, and how can that go into this, and how can it go into this? And yes, there are, there, it's quite difficult. There are problems at times. You have to go back and fix things, just because I really want to maintain the continuity. I'm kind of, nerd, kind of a nerd about that. Um, but yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy. To answer your question, it's hard. <laughs> next question back there. Oh, yeah. The the phantasm you hit it on the head. The phantasms are are fun movies, especially because they all take place like in mausoleums and cemeteries, and I absolutely love them. If you go back and watch my other films, I believe every last one of them has at least one scene in a cemetery, just because I'm that guy apparently. <laughs> but yeah, there was a lot a lot of fun. Um, like inspirations and stuff, like the cross box. I kind of thought of uh, Peter Cushing. That seemed like something he would have done, like in the old, like Christopher Lee, the Dracula Hammer films from way back when. It seems like something he would have come up with, uh, with for that. And I love the old Gothic style, and I try to incorporate it into as much of the modern day as possible because I really think it blends together quite well. Nice. Good question, thank you. Oh yeah. Any other ones? I don't know if someone has their hand up back there, or if I'm. Or they're just stretching. Blind. Yeah. Is that Tony? Were you stretching, or did you have a question? <laughs> and now I've I've pointed it out. All right, yeah, no problem. <laughs> Thanks for the bar. Um, <laughs> uh, go ahead. Uh, so you said you build your prop first, Sometimes, um, I think that's only happened the one time. Was I built a prop and I was like, how can I force this into the story? <laughs> Because I like to, and I, I believe it's actually the, the Dr. Hardesty prop. Mm. I was building it for like a table display at one of the conventions that we were going to do. I was like, no, I love this thing. This thing's great. <laughs> I got to give this a German accent and have it be a secretary <laughs> in a detective agency. But yeah, I think that's probably the only time that I've built a prop and then gone from there. Nice. You again. One more, yeah. With your, uh, <laughs> you said continuity is a big issue with mm-hmm. you, like making sure these, you know, together. So when you're writing, how often do you find yourself changing things later to match things you've already written? Not as much. Typically while writing it, I'm looking forward and looking back. I'm like, okay, what did we already establish here with this particular chain of events? Um, So that's not really a big deal. It's only like something will show up in my blind spot that I didn't catch that I'll need to go back and, oh, hey, by the way, and just kind of like add a little explanation later. I typically do, yes. I have a couple of people in my inner circle who are very good about, like, you know, you may want to explain this a little bit better. And I'm like, shut up. But then I do it, then I do it. <laughs>
And any other questions? It's like personal I see questions a hand too. Back there? Yep. <laughs> back there? <laughs> At home, still in the cross box. I thought Smart. about bringing him tonight, but he's he's kind of a tool. <laughs> he's just a jerk. And you already have one tool from the movie here. So oh, come yeah. on, dude, you were fantastic. You <laughs> oh, did thank so you. well. Thank you. You sent me those tracks, and I was so impressed. <laughs> this, is, this is so good. Oh well, thank you. Yeah, I did give you several different takes. And if anyone has any questions for me, I'm happy to <laughs> happy to field them. <laughs> Star of the movie, but anyway. <laughs> a star is born. Yes. <laughs> Any other questions? <laughs> and I was getting nervous. Jeez, come on, Matt. Oh God. <laughs> I well, referencing a Star is Born, I actually just recited the the music from a Star is Born trailer to as the thing, like oh thing over and over again yeah so that i mean that was my that was my prep um (laughs) and then uh then i quickly did i did several takes for you i sent you several takes um and i eventually was just like i kind of just want to do it like i'm just like my where my uh uh my strength is and uh, strength um, is where I'm just doing it as the podcast. Like, okay, I'll do, I'll do it that way because there were some other ones. I don't know if you listened to all of them. But, I did. Yes. Okay, there were some that were pretty rough. <laughs> no, I mean it was good though. I mean the first couple was you were just kind of you were warming yes. up and getting into it. Oh yeah. But no, you you those last couple. And I think mm-hmm. um, the final tracks that I used were comprised of your last two reads. Yeah. Nice. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, any other questions? It's hard because I can't really see any hands. I so. don't see any. I yeah. think they're sick of me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get off. Or probably sick of me. <laughs> That's probably it. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Tiny, do you have any other questions? No. Okay. Cool. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so once again, why don't you tell everyone where they can find Elsewhere World yes. and everything. And also, are you doing a, a radio show this year? Well, you Two. already said that. Two. Okay. Um, yeah. WRGF, Halloween night. If you don't catch the broadcast, as a lot of people don't because they have plans, mm-hmm. they will be on the website. Um, you can actually stream and download them for free. Um, nice. Site is elsewhereworld.com. I have business cards if you want to grab me after the show, mm-hmm. if you forget. Um, you can find all the movies. You can find the comic books. You can find the novels, the short stories, the radio plays, T-shirts, notebooks. We have an online shop now, so if you want nice. to buy stuff directly from me, you can do that as well. I think that's nice. everything. And in listening to our old episodes, I did remember, like I did reference that you have done everything that you said, except the needlepoint from the first Shocktober in Irvington. Yes. Where is that? Grandma, like, yeah. passed away, actually. Oh. So she couldn't do the needlepoint wow. for us. Yeah. And she took well, all her secrets a... to the grave. She okay. took a lot of secrets to the grave, honestly. Huh. But that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, JP. Right. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Another hand for J.P. Leck and Elsewhere World Productions and uh, The Devil Doll. Oh, yes. So speaking of Elsewhere World, we do have a bunch of stuff to raffle off. Um, we've got three of the three signed um, comics from it. And then also a collection of all three novels. And then also, I didn't mention this uh, 
But last year, after Shocktober and Irvington, I came home and I realized that I had this, which is a copy of the first issue of the Irvington Reader <laughs> from like two years ago, that I had every intention of raffling off at last year's Shocktober, and I just forgot about it. It does have a uh, one of one of JP's short stories in it, so we're going to be raffling that off as well. Um, yeah. So then, why don't we why don't we start with the Irvington Reader then? Yes, let's do that. Okay, that'll be the first prize. Uh, the ticket. Is five four four. Five four four. Get it while it's hot. I had no idea. Five four four. Anybody? Five four four. Five four four. The Irvington Reader. Come on. Five four four. Really? Did do you guys have your tickets? Come on, guys. <laughs> if no one claims it after this, I'm taking it. <laughs> Deal. Four nine six. Wow. Tiny, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah. Do you really uh, I'll take it. Yeah, okay, cool. absolutely. Have JP sign it. I will have JP sign it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Next up is a collection of the novels from the Elsewhere world. Uh, it's all three. And, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and read this off. 473. 473. All right. Yes. <laughs> you will recognize him, one of the actors from the film. Yeah. Excellent job, sir. Great. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, awesome. That works. Enjoy Great those. Great job in the film. Yeah. Yep. Great job. <laughs> All right. And as a reminder, the we do have the cash bar, so if you guys aren't drunk yet, please get drunk. Yes. <laughs> uh, I know, right? Yeah, that must be it. <laughs> so up next is uh, a signed copy of The Unclosing Eye, uh, one of the, uh, the comic books. Mm-hmm. 506. Yes. There it is. <laughs> Enjoy. We've got two more copies. Yes. Yes, we have one more $10 gift certificate from Irvington Vinyl and Books. Yes. 10 bucks. Which, again, is having that Poets Attack um, event on October 24th. Oh, Poets Attack is where they have a, a, a nationally renowned poet in town to read their po- poetry, as well as local poets uh, to read their poetry as well. It's a free event at Irvington Vinyl and Books. Uh, 537. 537. All right. Yes. 537. <laughs> <laughs> Very excited for $10. Right. Yes, sir. There you go. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So we're going to do an intermission. Yes. Did we? Were we going to do another front cover? What did I just say? I can't remember. Okay, we did. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to do an We're going to do an intermission. It's going to be about 16 and a half minutes. Um, very specific? <laughs> very specific. <laughs> Get some booze and popcorn, guys. Get some booze and popcorn. Restroom is over there. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back here in 16, and, 16 minutes and 37 seconds. Welcome to intermission. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Please take your seats. The film, our films, is ab- are about to begin. Intermission. 
Oh, I guess I should probably talk. Um, <laughs> yeah, you should. Yeah. I just took a drink of my beer. Um, yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're back from intermission. Uh, yeah, and before we get started with the next film, I just want to give a shout-out to Chad. Chad, are you back there? Do you want to Do you want to come up? Chad has been an integral part of Shocktober and Irvington for the last several years, and uh, he's done all of the all of the tech for us. To, well, he's 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 put together like that is him right there. <laughs> so, Chad, why don't you? Uh, yeah, uh, talk about talk about um, talk, talk about me. Yeah, and why I'm here. <laughs> Or your podcast. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm here for the Secular Perspective podcast. Um, if you listen to the outro credits mm-hmm. on Obsessive Viewer, they do talk about that. Yes. Um, I need to get Tiny back. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. This actually started as Tiny's podcast, and then I kind of jumped in, and we did, t- did it together for a while. And then he got a girlfriend. And then, <laughs> and then that girlfriend turned into a fiancé, and then they got married. And mm-hmm. that explains why Tiny wasn't here last year, because his anniversary is, is it tomorrow or the next day? It's Sunday. Sunday. So first off, I want to tell, yeah. have everybody give him a round of applause. And Paige, yes. that's his wife that's been taking tickets. So happy anniversary yes, to them. and Paige has now. been taking the she, tickets. She was yeah. awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. She stepped in because my current co-host, Amanda, is a little too busy, apparently. She dropped dropped out this week because apparently her sister had a baby. And <laughs> she decided to drive to Michigan. And I'm like, that baby doesn't know you. Like, <laughs> he doesn't care. It's just, so Tuesday, she's like... Oh, I'm sorry. I, I got to drop out. I got to go to Michigan. I'm like, I hope that baby poops on you. <laughs> so I, I actually, I want, I want you guys to do me a favor because I'm going to send her a video. Oh. <laughs> and if you guys could do me a favor, I'm going to just count to three. And I want you guys to all say, I hope that baby poops on you. <laughs> okay. One, two, three. I hope that baby poops on you. Oh man, I got to do that over again because it, it was delayed. Sorry, hang on, it delayed. All right, hang on. So I'm sorry. I know that was perfect. I'm sorry, guys. Let's try it one more time. Okay. One, two, three. I hope that baby poops on you. That was great. You guys just made my night. Okay. I had no idea this was gonna happen. <laughs> Okay, so let me tell you what the Secular Perspective <laughs> yes, podcast secular actually perspective. is now, yes. now that I've gone through that. Um, we're basically a semi-weekly podcast. We try to cram it in whenever we can, but we're basically a news commentary type of podcast. We talk about like religion and politics and all the stuff basically you are told not to talk about at Thanksgiving dinner or you know family dinner or whatever, because uh, we do feel that... Those are things that you do need to be able to have a civilized discussion about. Now, granted, my, my co-host Amanda and I, we do tend to agree on a lot of stuff. There's been a couple things that we've disagreed on. Um, but we've done interviews. We've actually had people come to us. Um, I think last year around Christmas, we had somebody actually come to us that did like an atheist Christmas album, as weird as that sounds. <laughs> and, it, and it actually sounded legit. She basically just took common Christmas songs and just kind of you know, changed up the lyrics here and there. And I was like, I don't like Christmas music anyway. Just, it's not my thing. But I went ahead and gave it a listen, and it was legit. Like, I was like, okay, I was pretty impressed. Um, we've had a lady come to us for an interview that did a book about um, 
women's rights in religion and how they've kind of had to step away just because of abuses and things like that. Um, I'm hoping to get um, a future guest. Um, I've, I've got a girl that lives in Germany right now that is actually, um, I guess you would say that she's, I think she's actually got an asylum status in Germany right now because she survived an honor killing in Iraq. And she's got a fiancé that lives in Texas, and he reached out to me, and I've become friends with him. Um, but we're going to try to do some kind of interview where you know, she eventually comes on and would explain you know, her, her experience of surviving this honor killing. And then somebody saved her and helped sneak her out. And there's just been a, some, a lot of crazy stuff that's happened here lately with her that I, we haven't been able to talk about on the show yet just because you know, there are other people's lives at stake and we can't really divulge, divulge too much information yet. But if you guys want to check us out, we're the secular perspective. Most of the time, we're just talking about a lot of current events and stuff that kind of pisses us off. <laughs> and it's just event session, really, is all it is. Um, but yeah, you know, check it out. And we always, you know, ask the people to reach out to us. We do uh, a YouTube channel too. So usually, whenever I record the podcast, I'll have a camera going and we upload mm-hmm. it. So you can hit us there. Search YouTube slash the secular perspective or secularperspective.com or Google, Apple, mm-hmm. whatever. That's pretty much nice. it. Nice. Buy some popcorn, please. Yes. Yeah. Popcorn. yeah. yeah. Cool. yeah. Cool. All right, so yeah, All round right. of applause for Chad, yep. our tech guy. Our tech guy. <laughs> it's a great vibe in here now. Thanks, Chad. Yeah. So, uh, in other words, uh, if you're tired of hearing me talk about my cat on the Obsessive Viewer, listen to some super serious stuff on the secular perspective. Yes. Um, yeah. And, yeah, please... There you go. <laughs> uh, grab some popcorn and soda if you want. Uh, my lovely wife is back there selling that. We have a dog at home that has to go to the bathroom, so she's going to leave here in about 15 minutes. Yes. Uh, and if you need popcorn or something after that, just find Chad, and he can mm-hmm. he can square you away. So. Yeah. Uh, and, of yeah. course, the bar, again, is open. Uh, yeah, courtesy of Tony at Geeking in Indiana. So, yeah. Yep. All right. So I think we are going to... Should we let's do raffle off rabble. another? Yeah, let's do a raffle pop. off another Funko Pop. You draw this one, and uh, yeah, yeah. You everyone, please get your tickets. Out. <laughs> yes, come on, guys. Free stuff. All right. The number is four eight six four eight six. Come on, get your tickets out. All right, so you got a winner. Yes. <laughs> Pick out a pop vinyl figure. Uh, any uh, any pop. one of these uh, you want. Yeah. Pick that out. Carrie, nice Perfect. choice. All right. Very good. Nice. And we'll do one more Funko Pop and then we'll screen the next film. All right. All right, Matt, what is the next movie? The next film is from 5 After 5 Productions. It's The Man Who Loved Flowers, which is an adaptation of a Stephen King short story. So we're going to go ahead and uh, roll that film now. All right, have a round of applause for uh, The Man Who Loved Flowers and 5 After 5 Productions. Yeah. Now, I know we have Cameron in attendance, and anyone else who wants to come up for, for the film, come on up for Q&A. All right, guys. So uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves and uh, let us know what like what uh, connection to the film you have, and, and tell us a little bit about the filmmaking process. 
Yeah, I'm uh, Cameron Grimm. I'm the director, producer. I adapted the, the screenplay and added a little to it. Uh, my wife is also a producer, Samantha Grimm. And then Christian Griffith here, who did the behind the scenes, helped with some of the lighting, and uh, has moved into being my second director on a lot of our current projects right now. Nice. Now, I found you guys off of uh, uh, an article that was shared on online. Uh, you filmed this completely in, in Greenfield, Indiana, um, and it is a Stephen King Dollar Baby Project, which, for those who don't know, Dollar Baby Project is one of the uh, screenplays, one of the movies, or uh, stories, <laughs> that Stephen King kind of has online uh, to buy the rights to it for, for a dollar for... for uh, Filmmakers. So, uh, can you tell us real briefly just the process of, of getting the getting the contract and, and uh, shooting the film in, in Greenfield? All right. Uh, so, uh, about a year year and a half ago, I was approached about the program uh, from a guy who liked uh, a lot of Stephen King books, uh, knew what I was doing, uh, brought it up to me. So, I uh, wrote to Stephen King. Uh, about how I really liked this story, how to have complex characters, complex story, and uh, kind of spoke about how we are a company that's basically just based on volunteers, people who want to live their dream and do what they want to do. And uh, within a week, I had a contract in my hands from Stephen King to uh, do this film. Nice. Uh, Tony, did you have any? Yeah, um, I, I'm always into the the effects and everything, and I loved the the makeup work on the uh, the hammer wounds. Can you like walk us through how you achieved that? It looked really real. Nice. So our makeup artist was Chelsea Swinford, and what she did was she um, like researched a lot of like facial wounds, hmm. and then created her own wounds um, with liquid latex, and then made them look more realistic. Okay. That's an interesting Google search. Yeah. <laughs> she had nightmares. And, nice. And I, I would like to say this is her first time ever doing any kind of makeup whatsoever for any movies. Wow. So. It's impressive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I was wondering, is there – I haven't read this story. I love Stephen King, um, but I haven't read this story. Is there any like significance to the fact that it was Roses or – because that plays a role in some of his other stories? <laughs> I, was, I was just wondering if there's a significance to the rose or anything. I'm not sure if there's significance, but I know he, he, he really did hit it pretty hard in the film about, you know, certain kinds. Uh, we had to kind of play off a little bit of what we had available here, obviously, and tried to get as close as we could. We had a local flower shop in Greenfield that just loved the arts and just wanted to help us out and donated what they had for flowers uh, so we could do what we were doing. So. Okay. And of course, this was your your first film as well. And uh, with Five After Five, I mean, you are just hitting the ground running. <laughs> um, you're currently in production on uh, is it your first feature length film? Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, we are on our first feature film, uh, Something in the Shadows. It's uh, filmed in Newcastle. Uh, it's basically filmed in a real haunted house, uh, Thornhaven Manor. It's been on Ghost Adventures, uh, Ghost Brothers through the Travel Channel. Uh, a lot of different paranormal groups uh, have gone through there and tested it, and I've been approached by about 50 of them that want to be a part of it just because they love that house so much. And uh, right now we're in the process of filming, uh, plan on schedule filming all the way through November, and uh, it's going to be about, we're guessing, about an hour and 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. 
And then we plan on taking that to uh, the film festivals and nice. hope to get it picked up for uh, hopefully theatrical release. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the dream. Yeah. And uh, we got a crew about uh, 35 casts and about 150 crew on this. So, nice. Yeah, about $100,000 in gear. Wow. So we're, that's we're really running impressive. fast. So. Yeah. How have you found the process of shooting a feature length versus shooting a short? Um, and also, uh, this is also a script that you've written yourself, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keyword stress. A lot more stress. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot more to it. I mean, uh, we did the pre-production on this about two and a half, three months. Wrote the script, got the crew, got the, everything, all the pieces and uh, I don't know, yeah, just a lot of stress. I mean, we're yeah. still hitting a few pieces that we still need, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just a, a lot more work. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we did The Man Who Loved Flowers, we filmed that in six days. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about doing this in eight to nine days. Oh, wow. So uh, wow. we're very, very aggressive, mm-hmm. and uh, I think right now we're only two scenes behind. So, oh, nice. So we're not too bad. Wow. Yeah. And... Uh, we're going to open up questions to the uh, from the audience. If anyone has any questions for Cameron and his and his crew from Five After Five. Were there any other dollar babies that you saw that you were interested in being decided not? Yeah, uh, the first one I found uh, was uh, Graduation Day. I really loved the idea. It was about uh, a group of students in Connecticut that were doing their graduation party, and uh, atomic bomb blew up New York City, and they saw it from there. Uh, being our first film and limited resources, the special effect alone to do that and pull that off, be realistic. Uh, I scratched that one. Uh, the second one was uh, Uncle Otto's truck. It was kind of a based on, uh, you know, a truck that comes back to life to kill the the, the owner of, of who owned it. It was an old flatbed truck from the fifties that did lumber. Uh, you know, just to get that truck alone, you know, and the money and try to find and everything, I knew that wasn't going to be an easy task. Uh, so when I found this was the third one, the complex character, the low cost to do it, uh, Greenfield, it's a very Stephen King-esque kind of downtown mm-hmm. to it. Uh, it just, you know, it was easy to do. It just spoke to me, and I knew that that was something I wanted to pursue, so we went ahead and did that one. Nice. Great. Uh, another question? One really well executed shot that started out sitting over the baseball field that uh, that bird's eye shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you speak to that? That was just yeah. <laughs> our, our crew actually had uh, four drones. We only needed one of them, but we we, we had four, and uh, spent about an hour maybe uh, just filming above above that, and then doing some uh, side shots with it. Uh, the funny story along go with that is uh, my cinematographer, my sound guy, thought I was only going to have about four or five different kids there to play baseball. And all of a sudden, they started seeing 30, 50, 60 kids, all kinds of extras wow. pulled together. And they just lit up because they didn't see that coming. So <laughs> the whole scene was just a great day to film. So Nice. Um, any other questions? Okay, go ahead. Uh, you said for uh, the feature that you're working on, that you're mm-hmm. shooting in a real haunted house. Yes. Uh, how did you, like, what steps did you have to go through to get permission to shoot there? Like, is, uh, does someone actually own it still? Yeah, okay, so uh, 
We did the 48-hour film festival at a project here in Indy this uh, past spring. That was one of our locations we were looking at maybe doing a film if we pulled the horror genre. Uh, somebody told me to hold off on that, use it for a full feature, not waste it on a short film because it was such a great location. Uh, so I basically reached out to the guy who owned it because I knew, being from Newcastle, I knew about that, that house. Uh, we met for about three hours, and within three hours, him being from Hollywood and being around the film industry and seeing what I was planning on doing with this and trying to turn it upside down, uh, he was all about us doing it, telling us to take our time. We could use it as long as we wanted, you know, and then we'd kind of build a partnership on that. Uh, Within just showing, uh, on top of that, just showing pictures of that on different sites and stuff to get cast and crew. Uh, within like two weeks, I had about four or five hundred different people just wanting to be a part of that just by looking at this house. So it's a character of its own. So I'm very excited about it. Nice. And uh, I think we have time for one more question if anyone else has one. Going once, going twice. All right. <laughs> uh, well, oh, did someone have one? Yep. Where did you, where did you go to high school at? I went to Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Well, where can people find more Five After Five um, online, and, and where they, can they follow your progress with with everything that you're doing? And you can find us on almost any social media. We're on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Five After Five Productions. Uh, five After Five Films with a Z on. on on uh, Twitter, it just worked out that way. Uh, we have a website, 5after5productions.net, uh, Studio 32, you name it. If it's out there, we're probably on it right now. So. Nice. Well, thank you so much for, for uh, allowing us to screen the Manual of Flowers, and congratulations. And, and yeah, thank you. And another round of applause for Cameron and the crew from 5 After 5. Okay, and... Yeah, in, in honor of, of uh, the man who loved flowers and the Stephen King-ness of the evening for this, um, we are raffling off a few Stephen King-related items. Uh, the first two that we have is the paperback editions of Stephen King's Night Shift, which was his, I believe, his first published um, uh, short story collection, which includes the short story, The Man Who Loved Flowers. Uh, the number is 498. 498. All right, come on back. All righty, perfect. (laughs) All right, and the last two Funko Pops uh, go to 493. (laughs) Sorry, Raymond. (laughs) 493. 493. Ah. Congratulations. Thank sure. you. Enjoy. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that okay. was really your number. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All righty. Okay. Uh, we have a few more uh, raffles, but we're going to screen the last film of the night. It is uh, Don't Answer the Door. And so we will uh, roll that now. Another round of applause for Don't Answer the Door. And we've got filmmakers here. Hey, 
a filmmaker. <laughs> What's up, everybody? How's it going? <laughs> All right, Jared. Welcome back to Shocktober Irvington. It's our You've third year. Here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Last year. This was supposed to be for mm-hmm. last year, but I was lazy. <laughs> well, your presence was sorely missed. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So why don't you introduce yourself for everyone and, and uh, talk a little bit about the making of the film. Uh, I'm Jared, and so uh, a lot of the stuff I do, I had a uh, web uh, web series called Billy and Brandon Watch Movies. That's how we first got involved with mm-hmm. uh, the Obsessive Viewer. Yeah. And then three years ago, we did a film called Intruder. Yes. And then two years ago, we did a film called Intruder 2, because mm-hmm. we're real original that way. <laughs> right. Uh, and then we skipped last year because I was lazy. So mm-hmm. this new film, <laughs> I got really obsessed with reading um, Facebook pages on just uh, – superstitious stories and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I heard the story about the black eyed kids. Okay. And so I had, I wrote a bunch of uh, short stories. I had a whole bunch of lists of things to do. And this is the first one I was like, Oh, I think I can do that. And it could be, to be honest, uh, I'm a cheap filmmaker. I was like, I can make this in a day and shoot it in one space. So that's what we did. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, was the, uh, was the, the kind of VHS visual effect, was that something that was uh, something you came up with like at like conception of it, or is it something that you thought about in post? Yeah, uh, it was very much a post thing because I was like, <laughs> our effects aren't that great. Okay. So we decided to let's uh, make it look worse than it is to kind of sell it more. That's God's honest truth. Wow. For you filmmakers out there, Red Giant Universe, that's where it came from. Nice. Thank nice. You. Yeah, yeah. I get called that a lot, so. Yeah. Um, so the there's a part, this is a random question, but there was a part where the lead character is laying on the couch, watching the TV, and she falls asleep. Was that audio from an actual movie, or did you record uh, that? That separately? was actually from a, uh, if I remember correctly, a 1960s episode of a uh, uh, soap opera. Well, that's very specific. So it was, Why? It was, yeah, it was old enough to be in the public domain. Gotcha. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So yep. You're cheap again. Oh, dude, basically. yeah. No, we shot that one day. Well, I'll tell you what. What didn't look cheap was the the effect on the the actual black eyes. Oh, thank looked you. Looked yes. really, looked really good. Like yes. I'm not. It looked really good. How how'd you guys do that? Uh, those are you filming with After Effects. Okay. Very much with that CGI. Um, yeah, basically wow. we just it was a almost at some point a frame by frame process. Okay. Yeah, yeah, nice. That. It looks good. Um, all the uh, music is original. A buddy of mine uh, composed all the music and created it, and we kind of mixed it together from there. The opening song is from my one of my best friend's bands, The Brothers Gross. Check them out. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. And uh, to your point about the public domain and everything, if, if you're not aware, I am available for, for free uh, voiceover yeah. work. Just saying. Oh, to be honest, <laughs> uh, I thought of you as one of the children at one point. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so... But you were unavailable. Or yeah, well, you know. I don't know what this was at that point. But yeah, yeah. no, this was. Uh, <laughs> I just have a, a, a thing about ghost stories and haunted stories and things that are people claim are true. Mm-hmm. And if you look up the story of the Black Eyed Kids, there's a shit ton. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry for cursing everybody. There's a shit ton of fucking <laughs> ghost stories about the Black Eyed Kids. All right. Nice. Look it up. It's creepy as fuck. Nice. Um, so this was, uh, filmed, uh, last year. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we shot it like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. 
Right. And then my co-editor just took forever. He's a busy dude. Mm-hmm. I did the initial cut. He did some of the effects. We went back and forth for a while. He moved to Portland. All the things happened. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, what's next for your, for you guys? Are you, are you guys still doing the web series? I know that things are so changing. You like, <laughs> uh, so we have a web series called Billion Brain and Watch Movies. Um, we have, oh, geez, like 15 episodes, half-hour mm-hmm. episodes. It's a scripted comedy show where the main characters are obsessed with films. And so each episode is part of the storyline, but each episode is based upon a film that fit the storyline we wanted to fit. <laughs> Makes sense, right? I get it. Oh, totally. Uh, and then our last episode came out about a year ago. It was mm-hmm. Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, we did uh, The Birdcage, and I was in drag mm-hmm. for that. So if you want to see me as a really disgusting woman, that's <laughs> available online as well. Uh, but we've kind of slowed down on that. We mm-hmm. have a couple other plans for uh, short films in the future. Mm-hmm. The big announcement I, th- I think we'd have is like, as you saw, our company is called uh, Synapshot Media, S-Y-N-A-P. Mm-hmm. Um, we are releasing a board game next year. Oh, nice. Yes. Uh, and as long as, uh, as well as uh, the, all the music you just heard, we're going to release a seven inch of that as well. On, oh, on that's vinyl. very awesome. So. Nice. Give me your money. <laughs> <Right>. Please. <laughs> I have children. <laughs> All right, does anyone in the audience have questions for Jared? Uh, I know you talked about the VHS stuff mm-hmm. afterwards, the film. Well, yeah, the VHS. Uh, was the aspect ratio a part of that? The fourth mm-hmm. aspect ratio, was that part of the process of making the film? <laughs> nowadays, back in the day, 4 3 is mm-hmm. normal, but nowadays it seems constricting. It, it, it really was like, so when we were shooting it, I really tried to stick to the Kubrick film of, uh, uh, style of filming, which was to keep everything mostly in center of frame. That way, which his purpose was, if it got edited for TV, if it got edited for anything else, the main thing would be in the middle. Uh, mine was, I knew I would have to change composition, change things in post. So I wanted to keep things in the middle and make it easier for all myself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yep. Nice. Uh, next question. Yeah, they did. Uh, their names were Latoya and Jackson, so I mean that was great. So, yeah. big selling point. Nice. I made her do that scene like four times. Yes. Wow. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah he's in sure. the back. Yeah. Was the dialogue improv or was the script? So, uh, both. Here's the deal. I wrote a, uh, a short. I had I passed it to my buddy who writes scripts. He made a script that I was not super happy with, and I decided day of to uh, rewrite it as we went. Now, everything I said, <laughs> which I'm very M. Night Shyamalan, I appear in every film as, honestly, as a creepy person. That's mm-hmm. my natural persona. <laughs> Me hitting on women, being creepy, being weird. It's cool. Uh, <laughs> most of my dog was, was improv. So when you're watching that, that was actually like the fifth take. Okay. Of that scene. Did the taste get increasingly creepy, or did you adapt for uh, less creepy as it went? No, uh, probably creepier. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next question. The more you question. get to know me, the more creepier I get. Nice. Next question? There you go. Uh, uh, it's more of an observation that I liked was the... Uh, was with the, uh, the sound in the tape. The more they knock, the more... Mm. It got grainy and stuff. I thought that added a lot to the... Thank you. Yeah, that took a lot of time, actually. That was like a frame-by-frame wow. frame process. And that's wow. what took us 
took me probably four or five months of working mm-hmm. almost every night wow. working on that stuff. Yeah. Very impressive. Thank you. I was searching for my tracking button on my uh, computer when I saw it for the first time. But. Well, that was my whole thing is like, so <laughs> if you've been to these before and you've seen, if you've been mm-hmm. here before and you've seen Intruder 1 and Intruder 2, mm-hmm. I am very obsessed with 80s horror. Mm-hmm. And so my feeling is that that's, the VHS tape is what makes a scare. Like, I like the blown out colors. I like the yeah. you know, odd contrasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. And I think we're, we're running a little bit long here. So we're going to ask. So about more 12 questions. more questions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, one more question. Someone, anyone, anybody, please love me. <laughs> cool. I'll ask. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, where can people find more of Snapshot online and where can people follow you and everything? And, uh, yeah. Well, in about 10 minutes or so, my car will be outside and you can just follow me home. It's cool. Nice. That's uh, my plan. A very large bed. Right now, here's <laughs> the deal. Uh, I've just got a new uh, logo designed. Working nice. on a brand new website. So right now, mm, nowhere. You can check my <laughs> web series at billionbrandon.com. Mm-hmm. Check out the web series. We've got an episode where we turn into Muppets. We have an episode... Uh, Shot in black and white based on House on the Haunted Hill, mm-hmm. where we pretend that Jeff Goldblum's our dad. <laughs> so we do a lot of things, um, and things are going to start ramping up here very, very soon. Nice. So within the next six weeks, I'd say we'd have a brand new website. We're going to have a brand new social media campaign and everything. Perfect. Well, can't wait. And uh, thank you once again for returning to Sharktober. Oh, and uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Another round of applause for Jared. And. Uh, don't answer the door. All right. We've got a few more things to raffle off, and then we'll, we'll send you guys home. <laughs> um, we've got a $10 gift certificate to The Legend um, right here in Irvington. Fantastic little cafe bistro kind of thing. Oh, okay. Oh, no, I number- turned off. No, you oh, okay. My bad. Nice. No, you're good. Okay, there we go. There we go. Four, seven, six. <laughs> Four seven six, Raymond. Finally, that's my brother Raymond, and I was really concerned because one of this is a signed Blu-ray, and I thought that you would win it. I know. (laughs) All right, and then we're gonna raffle off a ten-dollar gift card to Wiley Palooza, the ice cream shop right here uh, on Washington, along with a shirt from Wiley Palooza. Five four five. Five four five. Five four five. There it is. There you go. Awesome. Enjoy. Thank you. All right. And our final prize to raffle off is a signed Blu-ray copy of The Witching Season, (laughs) which is a uh, web series that uh, we had the pleasure of uh, screening two of their shorts over the last couple of years as our closing night or closing film. Uh, Witching Season signed Blu-ray, and that number is? 543. 543. (laughs) 543. All right. All righty. Okay. All right. Now that we've got all the films out of the way, I just want to tell you about that timeshare. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so that that's it for Shocktober Nervington 5. Uh, yeah, this has been a blast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you guys so much for coming out and uh, supporting 
local filmmakers, local businesses in the Irvington area. Uh, once again, uh, there's a ton of Irvington events going on uh, between the Halloween Festival and uh, Poets Attack at Irvington Vinyl and Books and also uh, Level Up uh, Gaming Arcade and as well as the After Party that will be hosted here. Um, at the playground. So thank you guys so much for coming out and thank you to Tony for graciously donating the uh, cash bar here from geekyinindiana.com as well as thank you to Adam for providing us with the venue. Uh, the playground has been a great place for us to host this event these last couple of years and it's it's just a phenomenal um, phenomenal place and, and everything. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> thank you guys. And, yeah and thank you and thank you once again to Chad for running the tech and everything and yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you guys so much for coming out and uh, drive safe. Thanks, guys. All right, <laughs> jumping back into it, I was th- like in my head, I was gonna be like, All right, well, thank you to everyone. Like in my head, the music from SNL would be playing as the credits go. Oh my <laughs> god, like, all right, I just want to say thank you to. <laughs> To Adam from from Playground Production Studios and to <laughs> JP Leck and uh, Elsewhere World and and Fair Creek Films and Amateur Productions and 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 just kind of yeah. Going. But anyway, Tony, um, you're crazy and you know it. Um, <laughs> Tony, you crazy like son of a bitch! Thank you for the cash bar. <laughs> Thank you, Chad. Um, Mom, I love you. Bye. Mom, I love you. Bye. <laughs> Um, but no, that's so dumb. <laughs> uh, but no, but sincerely, thank you to everyone who came to Sharktober in Irvington um, this year. This was seriously the biggest year we've done, uh, the biggest, most successful year that we've done. We were able to raise over $400, almost $500 yes. for the Irvington Historical Society. And uh, and that's just – it's just so great to be able to support this amazing uh, community, Irvington. And I think our five-year total for donations has oh, got to yeah. be getting close to two grand. Yeah, if it hasn't already surpassed it. Right. Um, so that's another huge accomplishment. Oh, absolutely. So. Um, but yeah, but, the, but sincerely, thank you to Fair Creek Films and Trebor Media. Uh, they had sleep paralysis, which was – I. Great. All of these were great. Yeah. Um, but one of my coworkers actually said that she, she literally had trouble sleeping after seeing sleep paralysis. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, okay. And thank you to Amateur Hour Productions and Fair Creek Films again for animals. Uh, Elsewhere World, JP Leck, you're, you are a freaking rock star for the devil doll. Mm-hmm. Um, can we talk about me being the voice actor on there? Yeah. Yeah. So I did voice work. <laughs> you did. Adam um, Bomb. Yeah, I had a bomb. Yeah. Uh, I was really proud of the the thing about the bomb and everything. And <laughs> yeah, that was a funny. Thing. Yeah, funny joke. Uh, but yeah, it. I was nervous about that, but I actually. I bet. I, I know that I was really self deprecating, but I enjoyed doing it. Totally, I, I was bet. very, very touched that JP approached me for it. Yeah. Um, but thank you again to Five After Five Productions uh, for submitting The Man Who Loved Flowers. And also, of course, Snapshot Productions and Jared Bridgman for Don't Answer the Door. Uh, so, so glad to have them back. Um, yes, and absolutely. And I really hope that, you know, everyone can submit shorts for next year. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and also thank you to Nightmare in Edgewood, uh, Indie's most intense haunt for uh, partnering with us uh, and letting us promote at their at their amazing establishment. Yes. Yep. And uh, am I forgetting anything? Secular Perspective, Geeking yeah. in Indiana. Yep. Um, uh, uh, Popcorn Peddler. All the people that you've already heard me thank <laughs> in the recording. Yes. Uh, so yeah. So let's talk about what's coming up on the podcast. Okay. Um, so we just, we just got off of four episodes of Heartland, uh, one amazing night at, in Irvington. And then, uh, yeah. So I think next we're going to get back into a regular groove. Yes. Um, if, we, I think Monday, or I, it's irrelevant when we record it, but next episode will be a double review of 2018's Halloween and Mandy. Um, Mandy is by, uh, that review is by special request from, uh, from our supporter and friend Robert in Utah, who, <laughs> uh, he's been tweeting me about the coverage that we've provided for Heartland, and he's like, oh, great coverage and everything. Uh, looking forward to when, when you guys cover Sundance at some point in the future. <laughs> and like, cause I've had conversations with him, like, that is my dream. That'd be so freaking amazing. Incredible. And then he's like, eh, you know, you can probably crash in, in one of my spare rooms. I'll have to ask the wife. And I was like, well, this tweet is a verbal contract. Like, we're, we're good. And screenshot. All yeah. right. <laughs> um, but yeah, God, that would be such, that would be so yeah. great. Um, but yeah, so yeah. So coming up on the podcast, we have Halloween and Mandy. Mm-hmm. And then I think we're going to do another letterbox potpourri. Um, yeah, we're due for one of those. We are. And, uh, we are going to, I can't remember if I really announced what it was last time on the podcast, but basically, uh, we are going to be in the position to give away a pro membership to Letterboxd. Uh, so if you're on Letterboxd and don't have a pro membership, uh, listen to the Letterboxd Potpourri episode and, uh, find out how you can get a free pro membership, uh, to, Letterbox. We've talked about Letterbox being incredible, an incredible resource, an incredible website for us to nerd out on. Mm-hmm. Um, and the pro membership is amazing because you get all of your stats for the year and lifetime that you have imported into the into the into the website. So yeah. uh, be on the lookout for that. And then we might also do a bonus episode for the haunting of Hill House. Okay. On Netflix. So yeah. We've got a lot of stuff in the pipeline, mm-hmm. and uh, we can't can't wait to do Shocktober and Irvington again. Yeah, and we can't wait for you know what the future holds for Obsessive Viewer. Totally, and uh, all that we do, and we couldn't do it without you listening. So thank you so much. <laughs> yep, thank you guys. All right, anything else you want to say, Tony? No, I think we're good. All right, well, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thank you for listening to The Obsessive Viewer, presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. You can find more of our episodes at ovpodcast.com, and you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere else podcasts are found. If you'd like to support the show, the best and easiest way is to leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. More ratings and reviews means it'll be easier for people to find the show in the highly competitive film and TV podcast genre. It also provides us with valuable feedback on the show. 
If you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can make a one-time PayPal donation at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate or become a patron at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer for recurring donations with different reward tiers. Every donation goes toward paying the fees to keep the podcast running and is greatly appreciated. For official Obsessive Viewer merch, including shirts, mugs, notebooks, phone cases, and more, visit our Tee Public store. You can also buy other great Tee Public designs in our store, and we'll get a small commission on the sale. You can find a link to the store in the show notes of this episode and at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate. The Obsessive Viewer's theme song is An Eclipse of Events and is provided by Loudlight from their EP, Mistakes We Must Make. You can find that and more great music from them on iTunes and like their Facebook page at facebook.com slash loudlikemusic. Any and all feedback on the podcast is encouraged. We love to hear from you guys. You can contact us by emailing podcast at obsessiveviewer.com or by tweeting us at obsessiveviewer, at obsessivetiny, and at I am Mike White. You can also like us on Facebook and join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash theobsessiveviewer where you can take part in discussions and polls between episodes. For more podcast content, check out Anthology, Matt's solo podcast, where he's reviewing The Twilight Zone as a first-time viewer and exploring other classic and contemporary science fiction anthology TV shows. You can find Anthology at anthologypod.com and anywhere podcasts are found. For book lovers, you can check out our sister site at obsessivebooknerd.com for book reviews, author spotlights, and a general celebration of reading. Finally, if you're philosophically curious, check out Tiny's side project podcast, The Secular Perspective, which explores the concepts of faith, religion, and existence from the perspective of secular hosts Chad and Amanda. You can find that at thesecularperspective.com and subscribe to the podcast on the app of your choice. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. 